You're listening to Experience AF, a podcast for students, by students, with your hosts Anne, Akshaya, and Francis. Hi everyone, welcome to the third episode of Experience AF. In our last episode, we discussed how to create a stellar resume for colleges, job opportunities, etc. With this episode, we'll be going back a little bit to discuss extracurriculars and how you can prepare or continue preparing a list of awesome activities that will make your resume stand out. So we'll be detailing a lot of the different extracurriculars that are very common in college applications and in resumes. The first one that we wanted to talk about are internships. Most people know about internships and know how competitive they are, but they can be extremely competitive. So definitely be prepared to apply to a lot of different internships if you are in that vein. I remember in my junior year, I think I applied to around eight to 10 different internships and got accepted into around two or three. They are super competitive, so it's definitely not going to be a measure of your worth as a student, but just be prepared to do as much as you can. You can generally use the same application, but you're going to want to do a lot of research towards the start of the school year, right about this time. You're going to be doing a very similar process that we recommended actually for college apps. What I did was I kept a spreadsheet with all of the internships that I found. I had to do a lot of the research on my own, so it definitely helped me keep everything organized. It also helped me figure out how to access the app. Unlike college applications, internship apps are going to be in different places on different websites and using a spreadsheet can definitely be helpful for making sure you have everything organized. Another reason that we recommend using something like a spreadsheet is because it's very easy to miss crucial deadlines or key information and it's an awesome way to keep everything organized and a good practice to have when you go into college applications later on or if you're currently doing college applications as well. You can also look back on that information a year later or years later when you're trying to apply to internships once again, as I did when I looked back at the information I created my junior year in my senior year. In general, paid internships are also going to be the most competitive, but they're also weighted the most because of that competitiveness. Often amazing students get accepted into this, into these internships, and so these are going to be very competitive and, I, and we definitely recommend that you apply for one or two, but don't be too concerned about paid versus unpaid. You want to apply to a good mix of different kinds. Once you've compiled your internship application, you're going to want to reach out to as many people as possible. This ensures that if you don't get a response from the first few companies you contact, then you'll have backup options in case one of them falls through. The most competitive internships are typically science-based internships. While it's good to email professors at universities, these internships tend to be extremely competitive, and scientists are typically looking for really dedicated students that can commit a large portion of their time. Try and find some contacts or references that may know professors, as this may help your internship application. And since coronavirus is still preventing a large majority of internships, it would certainly be beneficial to look for more virtual options where you can do things remotely from your house. 
And if you don't even know where to start with the whole application process, consider talking to family, teachers, or counselors. One of them will certainly know someone that they can at least connect you with. Once you have a list of potential internships you'd like to apply to, try and work on the applications on a steady basis because waiting until the last minute will reflect poorly on your own application and your quality as a worker. And finally, don't be afraid of applying to internships that may seem out of reach. You'll never know what will happen, and the worst thing that can happen is that they'll never respond back or you'll get a rejection. Jobs are a pretty common extracurricular activity for students, and so you might want to apply to a bunch of different jobs in your area if you're interested. And it's also a really good way just to earn some disposable income as a teenager. And it's pretty rewarding, even if you're working a minimum wage job, just to see that money kind of build up. <laughs> um, finding your job really depends on what purpose you're looking for in that job. But definitely make sure that it's something you like and something that you can easily go to like transportation wise. And also something that you just have time for in your schedule week to week to week. An alternative that you might want to consider if a job is, you know, not something that you're looking for is an unpaid internship, like we discussed before. But for jobs, it really helps you hone in on skills like customer service, communication, just managing paperwork that are all definitely going to come in really handy in the future when you enter the job market or just in your college application itself. For extracurriculars related to the arts slash creativity, there's a bit of a different way to approach this. Some athletes or musicians may be on a special track where they're trying to get either recruited or into a selective acceptance um, school. So if that applies to you, obviously I'm sure you're already familiar with the process, but continue practicing and improving so that your auditions go well. For those that aren't really considering art or music specific careers and are just trying to get into a normal college, there are still a lot of ways that you can showcase your art in your application. So for both athletes and musicians, you can try and show quantitative results, like results from competitions that you participated in or performances. Art is pretty subjective, but you need to show to college admissions that what you're doing is a hobby and something that you are really excelling at. And finally, if you're applying to a certain major or program, it's always good to keep a portfolio of all the art you've completed or the works that you're most proud of. Clubs are basically the universal extracurricular activity for high school students. So definitely join the clubs that you're interested in and not ones for an application. But you might also want to consider, just in case you're interested, of course, clubs that have a certain name or moniker attached to them that associates with a reputation that your college might be looking for. So by that, I mean maybe Model UN, Key Club, certain honor societies, debate, that kind of thing. You might also want to start your own club, which is pretty great. You know, it's really easy at a bunch of different schools. Generally, you just need a teacher to sign on to sponsor your club, a bare minimum amount of students that are joining your club the first year, and a management and leadership system that you will probably be ahead of, which is definitely looking good for your resume if it's successful. But that success is key. And to achieve that, you need to be committed and dedicated to that club that you're founding because you are the first member.
but if you're not looking to start a club for all those other ones try your best to get some leadership positions or at least stay committed to that club for a certain amount of years and use that to find further opportunities in the future like Francis mentioned earlier, using sports to get into a school is often going to be a different process. But for others, however, sports may just be an extracurricular or a tick on the resume. That being said, they are a time commitment and they definitely show that you can balance multiple things, including keeping your grades up while still managing to commit to a sports sport or a team. It also definitely shows that you're a team player and you're able to communicate well and work together well with other players and other individuals. The process for applying to colleges through sports is very different. It involves a college scouting process. You're going to want to look up and look out for specific schools if you intend to go through the sports avenue. And student athletes definitely do have it hard. You have to be absolutely sure that your grades don't drop and that you're able to manage everything if you don't intend to go to school for that sport. It has to be something that you consider and work out with your parents and with your academic advisors, etc., etc. But if you intend to go to school for sports, you definitely want to commit to it, practice hard, and make sure that your grades don't drop. Volunteering is also a really, really valuable extracurricular experience. And so you'll want to look for opportunities from organizations at school, like clubs or honor societies, or some listings in your community or just asking around. Soup kitchens and libraries are usually really good, but the pandemic has implemented some changes. A lot of organizations have slowly moved online, so you can probably help them volunteer through helping manage, promote, or advertise online fundraisers and the like. But it is kind of important to find a volunteering activity that might be unique to you or to your community. There are a lot of awesome opportunities online, like online tutoring, working for a nonprofit, or even volunteering in person, but safely following all CDC guidelines. In light of the pandemic, Running a food drive or a mask drive online might be really, really helpful to support your community as well. Finally, by no means is the list of extracurriculars or categories we discussed today an exhaustive list. There are plenty of exceptions and other things that you can list on your applications that we may not have discussed, and that's perfectly okay. Ultimately, choosing what extracurriculars you choose to pursue in high school is totally up to you. There are ways you can continue to pursue your hobbies and actually have them become extracurriculars if you put a lot of sustained effort into them or do them on a regular basis. Other examples of extracurriculars that may not fit into the general categories we discussed today are entrepreneurships, freelance work, or any other creative hobbies. For example, running a successful YouTube channel or an online store is a great example as it shows that you are essentially managing your own business in a way and highlights that you have a lot of creative drive. And we realize that this year is a lot different from other years due to the coronavirus pandemic. But there's still a lot of ways to get involved. There are plenty of organizations looking for volunteers or interns, especially ones that can be remote. And a lot of organizations have adjusted to online internships, making it a lot easier to do internship work from home. And while we are aware that a majority of high school students still aren't learning in person, there are many school-affiliated clubs that have moved to online platforms where you can still be a participating and active member. We've summed up a lot of the individual aspects of extracurriculars here, but 
overall advice is to definitely just be in the vein that you're interested in, but don't be afraid to branch out and see about different experiences and activities that you're interested in, but you don't know if you'd be able to pursue. You might actually find something that's new and exciting and something that also looks good on a resume as a tick off two boxes. Colleges do look for well-rounded students, but you also need to be able to excel in the things that you do. There has to be a good balance between activities that you enjoy and activities that allow you to contribute to the community or to society or that allow you to excel as an individual, as a student, as a volunteer, etc, etc. Balancing these different aspects is definitely going to be one of the biggest challenges when it comes to extracurriculars, but we definitely know you're up to it and hopefully this advice helps as well. With regards to my personal choices for extracurriculars, I did a lot of different activities, including being on a sports team. I had two internships my junior year of high school. I volunteered in a hospital in India, and I also started my own social entrepreneurship around my sophomore year of high school. Towards my junior and senior year, I managed two jobs part-time as I was a student at the time and all of these were sort of the extracurriculars that helped me get into the colleges that I wanted to get into. These are choices that you're going to have to make as a student what works and what doesn't but you want to find things that interest you like I did and pursue the things that you're interested in. One of the things I was interested in doing was biology as a pre-medicine student so I took internships in that vein, took two internships, one at the Applied Physics Laboratory at Johns Hopkins and one at Georgetown University. It's also awesome to get some clinical experience whether that's shadowing or whether that's volunteering at a hospital if you intend to go on the pre-medicine line as well. You're going to want to ask around a lot, ask around for different opportunities and see which fields you're interested in going into because the application process is going to be very different depending. But in the long run, you want to just experience things and broaden your perspective and that should be your primary focus. Hey everyone, this is Francis. I'm going to discuss some of my extracurriculars and what I was involved in in high school. Um, just to add another perspective onto what Anne and Akshaya have been saying. So to start off, um, I just wanted to say, honestly, in freshman year, I was not that involved in school-related activities, and I barely did any extracurriculars outside of a recreational soccer league. So honestly, taking your time to find the perfect balance of extracurriculars is totally okay. At school, I was a member of the documentary-specific organization, so basically every quarter we would get a lot of filming experience and produce our own documentaries, and this really helped me build a portfolio of video work that I could showcase to colleges. I was also very involved in my school's chapter of the YMCA Youth and Government program. I was working on the media side of the club, so in the two years that I did it, I worked to produce the video segments that would summarize the conference and some of the issues that were going on while we were there. I was also involved in my school's compost club and was one of the co-founding members of the organization. And we basically instituted a school-wide student-led composting program where we would take excess food waste from students and bring it to the compost bins behind our school. And in the summer before my senior year, I worked as a communications intern with a local nonprofit in my area that was an advocacy group for voter reform and ranked choice voting. And as for my extracurriculars, mine were largely centered around the humanities and volunteering. My three part-time jobs, one of them was babysitting, one of them was volunteering at an art camp, 
and the other one was tutoring English and math and history to students in my area particularly middle school students, elementary school students, and occasionally editing essays for high school students. In pertaining to the clubs that I was in, I was the leader of our English Honor Society, which means I was running a lot of book drives, we were volunteering at the library, we were helping to edit essays and tutor in English in our local middle school and some of our high school students. And I also founded a club where we donated, curated, and showcased poetry, painting, sculpture, etc. for our local hospitals. And with that, we are concluding our third episode of Experienced AF. We wish you all the best on your endeavors. And as always, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or concerns. We hope to see you next week for episode four, where we will tackle the biggest hurdle in your college application, the essay.